Welcome back. Another episode of Six Pack Cinema, the Terror Edition, and the last, the last, the Terror mini episode of uh, ever. Uh, maybe next season we do it again, depending on what they choose. We're going to talk all about the ending. We're going to talk all about the ending. I don't want to say any more. Cue the terror music that I put in right now. Go to that right now. Okay, we're, we're back. Thanks for tuning in. I'm guessing you watched and enjoyed the show if you tune in. It'd be weird if you watched every single episode and hated it and are now tuning into a podcast to hear more about it. So everyone in our safe space right now is big terror enthusiasts up until the last episode at least. So right off the bat, I think we have to, ex- we have to say where, where we're coming from on the finale. Like, loved it? Mm, okay with it? Didn't like it, Dave. You want to go first? I I didn't love it, but I really liked it. Okay, so a really yeah. like, but not a love. Sheehan, I loved it. Loved it. L- loved it. Okay. I feel like you're gonna hate this, Jimmy. I felt uh, great about it. I absolutely loved it. Like okay. that was that's right. That was an episode where, at the end of it, I now has me thinking of like all of it in a much better light. Just like, yes. just, oh, for sure. just the closing shot made me like, my brain was like, Oh, I want to watch it all again. <laughs> it's a whole, it changes the whole light of the whole, the whole series. It just, I know. I agree. The, the, the ending when you find out Crozier was behind the tent the whole time, I was like, Oh, I yeah. loved that. <laughs> yeah. So but what I liked most, what I liked most is that it was, if no matter what part of the episode of the series that you liked, whether you liked the Tanook story, whether you liked the Good Sir story, or the Crozier, everything got wrapped up in a nice tight little package, and I think everyone walked away happy. Yes, so that's not, oh, yeah. not alive, but just like when you, when you were texting me when you were watching it, she and I was like, "Fuck, he better not spoil anything." But you were like, "Everything's coming together," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I cannot wait to watch. No, no, it was great. So that's what I have here. I have three big sections, and within those we can talk about, and then at the end we can find other sections or however we want to work it. But we have the okay. the ending. We'll save that. I, I would. We all like it. We'll table the actual Crozier ending for a little bit because we got Good Sir and we got Hickey. We got to cover. I want to mm-hmm. go with Hickey first because last week I said. I don't want Hickey to get killed by the beast. I want Crozier to kill him. Like, I wanted him to get a satisfying death. Well, they killed him with the beast, and it was mm-hmm. the most satisfying <laughs> It was amazing. Oh, my God. I've ever watched. In case you forget, I don't know how you forget. Hickey takes them to the hills. He has them all chained together as bait, basically, right, for yep. the Tanook. Mm-hmm. And... He's, his plan is that he wants to become the shaman. He reveals his whole fake identity to them, which the way that scene was set up, it looked like you guys have probably never seen Moby Dick as a stage play, but I did when I was little, and that's exactly what it was. Do you know what the shot I'm talking about when he's standing and they're yeah, all like – And they're pulling it. and the, Yeah, and then they're all kneeling around. It looks straight out of a uh, like a musical stage production to me. I'm not knocking it, but yep. I, I did like make me think, hmm, that's interesting. So, what do we think? And then he goes to give him his tongue as an offering, and the Tanooks just bites him and kills him. Awesome. Well, I like that there's that split second before it bites him, too, when it, like, sniffs it. And, like, 
at least for me, my heart stopped for a split second. I was like, fuck no. Is, like, he going to team up with the Tanook? Yeah. That would have been, like, too depressing. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it was <sighs> completely satisfying. It was the most satisfying death I've had on screen in a long time. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I was... Go ahead, sorry. I, I, I saw highs and lows. I was like... I was really depressed because, like, oh, fuck, Hickey's, Hickey's winning. He's he's killing everyone. He's getting his plan done. And then when he starts cutting off his tongue, I was like, motherfucker, he's going to become the shaman. This is all going to work out. This like this is, I was ready to be upset. And then when he when he held the hand out and then it chomped his, up, to, up to his forearm, in my head went off the uh, the, the Portnoy soundbite. It says, what an idiot. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. It's like I was like cheering, I was like, this is amazing. Then he tore him in half and then he choked on him. And it was it was everything about Hickey's death was so purely amazing and, and fulfilling for me because it, it couldn't have been better. It just couldn't have. And then well not and then. When he initially was making that speech and he was like straight up told them like I'm not Hickey. Some guy told me that this cr- expedition was going to last a year and it was going to stop in Hawaii, whatever Pacific islands. I was going to show you my heels and run free and leave you. Like I had no plans on hurting you. I was just using you as an escape. But when he, but when he like, and then he told him we're not going home. I wanted one of his men just to shoot him dead. Like in the middle of talking. Well, I thought they were, they're going to. I, yeah. I mean, it looked like a few of them wanted to, but they were also getting sick from yeah. their poison meat that we'll get to. Yeah. But I do got to call out. I actually wrote down my first note. Well, not my first note, but like when I was organizing my notes earlier was it's at the top. Crozer with the MVP line of the series. I was just You could have just joined when he said he killed the real Hickey. Yeah, that was just, pretty funny. Just so matter of fact. Like, yeah. buddy, what yeah. the fuck? You just... He's just like on the ground, starving, out of it with lead poisoning and just yelled... Like, just heckling him from the ground was everything I wanted Crozier to do. And it sums up Hickey entirely. Like, you could have just joined. Mm-hmm. You didn't yep. have to kill somebody. You didn't have to take someone's identity. You could have just walked up and says, hey, can I come? He overthinks and he overplans and he overschemes everything to the degree that we're, it's just only going to get him in more trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just, I um, I basically, like, live tweet it, but just to my note, my notes app on my phone while I watch. So, mm-hmm. I said, well, I said... Uh, while Hickey was swinging, singing, I just wrote, if they just fucking shoot him right now. <laughs> and then after that, I said, LOL, when he bites Hickey's arm off. LOL, LOL, LOL. <laughs> I was just laughing out loud to myself. <laughs> this is hilarious. So, the beast, the Tanook, dies, which circles us back to good, sir. Did the Tanook die because he was eating the men who were poisoned, or did he die because he was choking on them because they were chained together? Because I was kind of I, – like, I think poison I think, is the answer, but the choking – poison is the answer. The choke, it looked like I he was choking. I think it's a combination of – because you see him choke and, like, throw up a little bit of, like, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hickey's intestines, too. Yeah. I think it's a combination of the choking. All of them were really poisoned, and he's been hurt and eating lead-poisoned people for two years now. If you, like, looked at his body, you could see where he was hit by the cannonball. Like, they, they made sure to put his injuries in. Mm-hmm. So I think they were kind of showing they're, they're kind of showing the same kind of injury deal that uh, Fitzjames was dealing with, with his old injuries opening up. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. I thought a also, little bit of that. Fun, fa- fun fact from the book, I'm just going to say, the Tanook refuses to eat Hickey because his soul is so 
like corrupt that he eats up like everyone else in Hickey's party and just leaves Hickey to starve and freeze to death. Interesting. Well, I like the, I like, what, I like the show. I like better. this way better. So much better. I I think this was better for like it's more cinematic. Yeah. Better for TV. Uh-huh. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so that leads us to the poisoning and uh, Doctor Goodsir, Mister Goodsir, sad sack of shit, but becomes a martyr, kills himself for the betterment of society. I don't know, <laughs> Crozier for for himself. I think it was, I think it was for himself more than anything else. Yeah, because he couldn't he couldn't do it. So, but kind of call out myself. I I got, I predicted this with the exception of I, he. I didn't see him poisoning his own meat, but yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. saw him poisoning some man meat, and I'm pretty proud of myself. Yeah, you. I, I'm. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. I don't. Get I'd a lot also right. would like to say you go back to last week's episode though. I said I think he's smart enough to have thought of your idea, but just not the first time. He'll probably do it to the next person. Maybe. To be yeah, but you read the book. I don't. So. I don't. I don't get many things right. So let's just like kind of let me bask in this one. All right. I got so it. No, ninety. You, I got ninety percent right. <laughs> you get, you take popcorn home. You don't get to get anything right. <laughs> so good, sir. Fixes up Crozier. Gives him the scoop on the camp. He's been scouting. He's like, well, one time we thought the Tanook was coming, and everyone came out. There was five guns. Like, they make a little plan. Um, but basically, he's like, I'm out, the Crozier. Like, I'm not going with you. I'm done here. Blah, blah, blah. With respect to you, I'm out. And he tells him, if they eat me, don't eat me. Don't eat me. If you have to, just eat the soles of my feet. Mm-hmm. Which happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right away, because that was all on our minds that he was going to be poisoned. So right away, did you guys think, oh, he did it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you think about the parts of his body that they ate? I That the, was the back such of the... a hard, like, hard scene to watch, just his body there with like part of his arm missing, part of his leg missing. It reminded me of Pixels. Yeah, that's... Just like... Cubes taken out. That's some, like, you can't just gloss over it as a scene in an episode. That's some crazy shit that's on American cable television. Like, yeah. A dead guy. Oh, yeah. They have cut his thigh and his arm, shoulder, or whatever it was, up. They've cooked him, and they're sitting there and eating him. Crozier goes up, cuts off his heel, like, slices off, slices oh. off his heel. <laughs> And then just eats it raw. I just, as I was watching it, I just went, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you at least cook it, dude? Nobody nobody was cooking it. There was no fire there. Yeah, no, I was wrong. I Hand up, I was wrong last week when I was like, I'm sure they're cooking it. You don't just eat raw human. Yeah, you, you do. You eat raw human. <laughs> yep. Ugh, disgusting. Dude, That's yeah, it's tough yeah. to, it, that you can't think about it too long because it's just, it's just not healthy. Well, yeah. Yeah, we we all right, let's let's move let's move past. So that. Crozier like nods to the other guy after he eats the soul, like, don't eat it. Don't. I forget that guy's name. So they, they kinda knew. And then Hickey's grand plan was to take him to the mountaintop. What did you think? I before I thought this conversation, I wrote down the quotes because I was I thought it was good when Hickey and, and Crozier were talking to themselves. Because there was there's some truth to what Hickey said to Crozier. He said, You hold yourself to the standard of a man you are not and should never try to be. You let shame drive you on. Now, the first part I think we can all say is not true. He he is the standard of man that he holds himself to. I think. I I don't. I don't think so. I think it was. Pro- I think it was proven. I, I'll tell you why. Because 
uh, he was he was Mother Teresa with these men, telling them to do all the right things and all the right things. And then he gets to Hickey's camp and he tells the other guys like, "Oh, don't worry, they're coming for me," despite what I told them to go on. So he basically said like, "Yeah, I told them to to go ahead and march south without me, doing the the valiant thing, but I expect them to come and pick me up." Well, he didn't say that. He said. Edward is going to refuse my order and come. Yeah. So be well, ready. Edward, if he, he put does. Edward in charge. And he tried to do it. Yeah. Like, but, but I, I think, think, but I he, think that's he what Hickey right. was saying. No, I think he was saying. No. I think in his hearts, he was hoping they wouldn't come for him. And I think when he found out they didn't, he was kind of glad they tried to survive. But he knew that Edward was going to try. So if he's going to come, good sir, we better at least be ready. Yeah, that's how I took it too. Like, let's okay. not let's not waste it because I know if he does come, I think he I think he wanted him to come. I think he was glad. He was probably glad he didn't for sure. But I think what Hickey was pointing out was like, yeah, you say you say the right things because you want to be the right guy, but deep down, there are certain things that you want that you're not saying. Sure, but I think, to be, wants to play I, the hero. I think I think much larger than than small. He's is. Yeah. The man we know. He I'd even, say he's okay. like ninety five percent the leader that he th- like wants oh, I, to be. Yeah. Oh, I, and I think he's amazing, and I'd, I'd follow him to the end of the earth for sure. He's he's a great yeah. captain. But I just thought that that line that Hickey said kind of rang true a little bit, and that's because nobody's perfect. I think Nobody that is. I think the next line that mm-hmm. line like even he was talking to Mason Ma- Magnus Mason, and he like called him by his name. And was like, no, you're a good boy. I know you are. Like he was still being a class act to these guys who mm-hmm. have went to Hickey's way. But and I think they the, beat the shit out of him, right? They beat the shit out of Crozier? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was all beat up. That's why yeah. Good Sir was patching him up. I think the line, yeah. you let shame drive you on, I think that Hickey hit the nail on the coffin. Up until then, oh, yeah. his shame and his embarrassment of being like, have no love not life, good not good enough. He was he was shameful of that, and that's like what drove him on. So I think Hickey hit and, the nail on the head there. And mm-hmm. especially because Fitz James had mentioned, either, like last episode or two episodes ago, that Franklin had let the other officers and captains know all about that Crozier was trying to get with his niece and fail, and like was rebuffed yeah. and all that. Yeah. So that that had to be eaten away at him, thinking, mm-hmm. "Oh man, Franklin was talking about me behind my back." Which some added backstory from the book, he and the, like the niece would hook up all the time. She just didn't want to marry him. Oh, well. sweet deal. Well, not- she, she would always be like, "No, you're not worth like you're not good enough for me. Like whenever you're around, we'll hook up, but I'm gonna get married to a real Englishman." Yeah, boo her. Um. Well, before we move on, good sir, putting on his Sunday best to slit his wrist when he knew he was about to get eaten full with poison. Okay, good sir. Well, no. I, I'm on Good Sir's side there. I I took I took a last week we we said how we were over Good Sir. Like we would have cared if he died in episode two, but now we were off of him. That little speech and his little his little like twenty what fifteen minutes in this episode won me right back. Oh yeah. For well, sure. I mean, he did save everyone. Yep. By but getting no, I, eaten full of poison. Do Do you think he wished like, oh, I should have just poisoned the other guy? <laughs> yep, probably. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I wanted to know, I was thinking more about it, because he, he put poison all over his skin to absorb mm-hmm. into in, into his body. And, and then he all, drank and, it. And then he drank some more. He drank a different kind. And then he got all dressed up, like you said, and then he 
cut his wrists. I think he cut his wrists because he knew if he let himself live to the point of being killed by the poison, it would have shown, like he would have foam out of his mouth. It would have been very evident that he died by poison. And he was smart uh, enough yeah. to kill himself with the poison in his body before it showed any signs, Definitely. which I thought was I, brilliant. I think that's true because right before he cuts him, like cuts his wrist, he starts like gagging. Like, he finishes and getting, yeah, he's he starts gagging and like bending over, and I was like, oh shit, don't throw up. They're gonna know something's wrong then. Mm-hmm. So the little detail there would impress me a bit. Yep. Uh, I liked Hickey's response or Crozier's response to Hickey. He just said. You must be a surpassingly lonely man, Mr. Hickey. <laughs> and Hickey said not for long because he thought he was going to become friends with uh, Mythical Beast. Like, that. not for long. I got this beast <laughs> lined up. Me and him about to be besties. Uh, me and Tanuk are going to fucking be homies. I'm going to sacrifice all of you to the Tanuk and become his best friend and live in the fucking snow forever. Hickey, that's your grand plan? Grow up. What a dumb plan. He wasn't too smart. No. Yeah. Which also different plan from the book oh my god i don't care about the book (laughs) (laughs) all right crozier crozier's captured whole episode captured he makes his plan he knows not to eat eats the foot of good sir he goes the whole time with the tanuk fight he just kind of like quiet and like and he didn't do anything right he didn't like try to he 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 wasn't quite. He was telling people what to. Do. He was like, "Don't run. If you run, it'll go after you first. He's like, "Hide behind stuff," and people kept trying to fight it. So he was trying to save people's lives. Yep. Yes, but not as active as if. I mean, he was outgunned and he was outmanned and he was. Yeah, he and to. he was chained. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, he did the best he could do in his, in his own situation. Yeah, I think Which it was I, pretty. Quick aside, I felt bad for Tozer because Tozer finally gets free. Uh, Crozier then throws him the gun, and he's like, cocks it, and he's about to go shoot the uh, the Tanook and, like, runs off screen, and you just hear someone screaming. Obviously, he just gets immediately killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Crozier's left there. He's the only survivor. Lady Silence comes. She 27 hours his arm off and then gets <laughs> him free. So sleds him back to camp, and he wakes up. Right, and he's sitting there like you see him come to, and he's got a nub for an arm now, and he's kind of like, oh, huh. And then so lady, she's a surgeon. Lady Silence comes in. She sees good sir. That was a kind of big scene because they were buddy, they were friends, and she sees his dead, eaten body. Jesus Christ! I felt so bad for her. I just I was like, no, I wanted her to remember him like the last time they spoke when he was saying like, go be with your people, be free. I like I, we can't protect you. No, I, I thought I thought the more important thing was what what he told her. He's like, if you come back to the camp, I can tell these guys. I can tell them to prote- and I can protect you. I, I can convince them not to hurt you. And then she looks at him and was like, dude, you couldn't even protect yourself. You're eaten. Yeah. Good choice on her part. I mean, she's a pathetic sack of shit too. Her and Goodser were a match made in heaven. They were. So when she feeds Crozier the meat. Mm-hmm. As he's eating it, he says something like, my men. And it's like part of a sentence where my men have to go find them. But did you guys mm-hmm. think like, oh, shit, she's feeding him the poisoned meat? Yeah, I, for, for a second I did. But then I thought oh, no. the, only, the only meat that, that was there was, was good, sir. And I didn't think she, it would have it in her to feed him uh, good, sir. So what meat was yeah. she feeding him? Seal. I assume she had seal, yeah. They always she was walking seal. with the other shaman before that. He was always hanging out with Seal. Yeah, the other shaman. Shout out the other shaman. Just hanging out. So 
then Crozier and Lady Silence go back to the other camp where Edward and all the people that ran away were. Edward had chains all over his face. It took me like 30 the seconds. What was that about? It took me 30 seconds. So was he trying to keep all of his nose, eyes, ears open so they wouldn't freeze shut? That's what I, that was my only guess. It's part of that is that it's also, they were all very deep and lead poisoning. So they like the bodies were found like that with chains just all over their face. And stuff. really, yeah. What does that have to do with lead poisoning? They're crazy. So they were like chaining themselves to try and stay awake. I like my theory better. It has more credence in my brain. <laughs> okay. It held yeah. all of his holes open. But then like some of them were like just from like a cheek to like the other part of his cheek. Yeah, but I thought that he was missed. to keep the mouth open. Yeah, he, was, he, he missed a couple holes. No big deal. It happens. <laughs> I mean, mine Which, is better my, than, oh, they were crazy. Well, no, either they're, they're crazy because they, they're keeping their eyes open so they wouldn't fall yeah. asleep. Yeah. Does lead poisoning saying, make you not want to fall asleep? Well, it makes you no, do crazy but, thoughts. Yeah. Whatever. It was weird. At first, I was like, did pirates <laughs> come? Chain them up? <laughs> he did kind of look like a pirate. Yeah. Um, But I, I had a note that I felt like I it's almost worse to be part of Crozier's party who, like, left after Crozier was captured because – yeah, Hickey's party were eating people and then they, they died, but you just saw from like each of the areas that Crozier went through, they just his old party was breaking down and they weren't even civilized when they were eating their other like friends. There was just somebody's half of their leg in a fire pit and like yep. just bones strung strung apart. So they were in the end they were no better about that, at least, than Hickey's party and at least yep. they had quick deaths. One, well, you never know. Left, it, all, it all went to shit. Maybe someone like the first person that died naturally. Oh, right, let's eat that guy now. Cut off his Probably. leg. It might but not still, have been. Like, yeah. Might not have been killing people to eat and then give you as bait to the Tanook. They might have had some I, like. I'd rather be bait to the Tanook, though, than. Slow that, death? Like madness and slow death. But they might have had some really good like, friends. campfire laughs. Like one night they just hung out and they were like, yeah, this is fucking nuts, huh? <laughs> yeah. Remember back in episode one when that guy went under the water? We I were was on, just thinking we that. We were on the scientific revolution. Now we're eating ourselves. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Like, you was like, oh, I'd much rather be eating my snook. I was like, no, I'd much rather be the guy who got fucking knocked overboard early on. Yeah. Okay, so then yep. we, we come to, like, the very end. Crozier's with the Skimos. Oh, you must have loved this episode, by the way. All the Eskimos everywhere. Must have been your dream. So this was the ending I wanted. Like, I wanted a white person to go among the Eskimos. I guessed it might be good, sir, because he knew the language. I forgot Crozier knew the language as well. So he's there for two years, and that's when we find out the white men come. Well, first, I'll back up. We find out Lady Silence's name is Silna, and he's like, Silna? (laughs) We were were close. (laughs) 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 and then then he finds out that she has to go away on herself away now because the tanook died and she was like bad shaman and he wants to go run after her did you guys take the did you guys take that as she has to just go out into the wilderness and die or survive on her own survive on her own yeah just i just took it as she has to survive okay because that's what I. That's how I took it. But I was, I was reading some other reviews and stuff, and a lot of people are just 
said, yeah, she goes out there to die. Maybe like a penguin. Well, I mean, either, either way, if you're going to go out there and try to survive on your own or go off to be banished, one way or another, you're expecting, like, you're going to be dying yeah. alone. Whether it's now or later, yeah. it's going to happen alone. But, yeah, no, they, 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 what I had read at least was, like, she just went out there to sit in the snow way to die. To, yeah. Okay. That's, that would suck. Yeah, that really sucks. Yeah, but he wants to chase after her. And finally, that one dude who's kind of the leader of the Eskimo, he says a line that I think I think hit him hard or sunk in hard, uh, where he was like, if you're among us now, he, like it is accepted. Everyone accept, accepts this. And if you're among us now, you have to accept it too. And I think that showed Great. Crozier like, he is not the captain anymore of these people. And I think that's when Hickey's line, like, sets in where he doesn't have to move forward because of shame. Like, he doesn't have to be captain now. He doesn't have to search to do save everyone. He's kind of just now, okay, I'm going to live by, you know, just live and be. Does that make sense yeah. to you? I, it does, yeah. I, I That makes sense, but I think at least part of it is shame, which is why he didn't go back with the white men in two years. Oh, no, I didn't a... get that vibe at all. No. I did just because of, like, think about the times. The captain is never supposed to be the one who survives out of everyone from the ship. And, point. like, he's always supposed to be, like, make sure other people survive before himself. And he, like, you go back, and by then, if they found that Inuit tribe, there's already been early reports that, like, it's definitely some cannibalism and something happened to him. And in that time period, you don't like you go back to the royal, like the admiralty. That's not going to fly over. Well, is this one Irish up, like up jumped Irishman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that's know. all Part true. Of it was, like, I didn't he, get that vibe. He, he couldn't explain it. Like, there's no way to explain what actually happened with the Tanook or anything. So he would just come off as a madman and he was ashamed. He couldn't save anyone but himself. I took it much more as everything he was searching for in that part of his life, uh, nobility, honor, legacy, a wife. He realized he was only doing that to conform to some society that didn't like him and didn't really accept him, even though he was a good guy. And he has a kid now with the Eskimos and he just lives among them and doesn't have to be anything better or worse. And he was kind of just satisfied and happy and total new page that's how it's more how i took it because the ending was very happy like very much he has found peace and love and and like uh, oh i didn't take it as happy at all like i think it was more he's content but he's also like sitting there when uh, hunting for seals at the very end just still with his own thoughts you know he's reliving the entire voyage and what he could have done differently to save people yeah, no, I don't think... They're, like, happy, good time. Oh, I don't think so at all. I think he's happy, and he's got his son or daughter, whoever it was, right by his side, and he's living the simple life, and he's... Li- people, well, people's lives aren't on his, his hand it, anymore. It couldn't have been his daughter or his son, because he'd only been there for two years. That wasn't a two-year-old. Yeah, that was an older kid. Adopted. Maybe, sure, but he it's his family now, for sure. And yeah. as we know, as, as, as you said earlier, there are no kids in Eskimos. Yeah, no. There's just... <laughs> there's just everyone's just... No, survivors. I did like that, though. Him... Because if you also remember, was it three episodes or four episodes ago when they were talking about hunting parties and someone was like, well, why don't we just hunt seals? The Eskimos do it. And he was like, it takes years for them to learn how to do it. And you think we can figure that out? And by the end, he had like fully become one and was doing it. Yeah. No. See, I'm, I'm torn because you both 
present completely different points of view for Crozier's uh, final uh, outcome or his uh, uh, outlook. And I, I, I can't decide which one's right. At first, I was I originally thought what uh, what you thought, Jimmy, but then Dave brought up like, yeah, there's a lot of shame that if he, that goes all along if he goes back home, a lot of it, and a lot of persecution. He's, he's going back and he's just like, he's like, fuck it, I'd rather just stay here in the woods and eat seal for the rest of my life than deal with that shit. Yeah, I think honestly, it's probably a combination but of both of ours. Probably like, he's happy with his new life, but a big reason he didn't go back when he had the opportunity was the shame of it. But. It does like why? Why would you know uh, how to speak Eskimo if you weren't interested in getting the fuck out? If you weren't interested in like these people who are secluded? I, I mean, he. They, uh, I know he's he's been in the Arctic before. Yeah. But I feel like he's he, he was kind of envious this whole time of of their life, and he he saw the opportunity to be one of them. And he's like, you know what? That's what I really want to be. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah. I I, yeah. I I think there's definitely shame, but it's not like. He had the chance one month in and was like, right away, mm-hmm. I'm not going. It was like two years later, he got his first chance. And at that point, he had been living this other lifestyle. So I don't know if the – well, he definitely would have been shamed. He might have even been like killed, like killed or really ridiculed, or d- d- discharged, well, all that. I, I didn't think of that until you said it, but I think it makes sense. But I definitely think like, the way the last scene was, I think he's found – a peaceful way of living, and he doesn't want to. And he's happy. Well, with no, it. I, he's I think he's on his path to a peaceful way. But he's like, like I, I completely took him staring like down in his thoughts as reliving all the horrors over and over again in his head. Well, we know we know for a fact that he's where he wants to be by choice because the the lead uh, Inuit guy said, "Hey, you're staying with us through the winter, but come springtime, you, we'll take you wherever you want to go." And he yeah. made the choice mm-hmm. of he wanted to stay there. Yeah. And that was a year and a half before the white guys came knocking. So he had already made his choice. He's like, he could have been back, but he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yep. He, he wants to be. The final scenes, yeah. the one of them walking across, um, from walking across screen, and then him sitting there with the sun setting behind him were fucking beautiful. Mm. They were oh, yeah. so nice. It was there's, mm-hmm. every time the sun. The sun was the only color they had in this whole show, and they did such a good job at making it um, as colorful as as it is in that bleak area. So let's do a quick season summary recap. Maybe wait. Yeah. Before we do, I just I feel like we haven't talked about it. Um, I think the saddest death in the entire series was Jobson. His oh, being left personal alone. servant guy who he. Uh, bumped up to a lieutenant a couple episodes ago who was the one who took care of him when he was going through um, detox. Detox, thank you. And then, like, was rewarded for that, was bumped up, and then uh, was there when Crozier was like, no, we're never going to leave any men behind. We're, like, we're going to do this all together. And then when he was getting sick from the lead poisoning and starvation, Crozier was taking care of him. And so he was just in his little medic tent and he woke up to see just everyone leaving without him and some food there. He doesn't know Crozier was captured. Like, he thinks Crozier, the guy he's been, like, faithful to the entire time, just left him there to die. Yeah. That's and nice. nobody was there. Like, he had no idea that he was wrong. He just died thinking he was betrayed by it's the one person he was faithful to. It's unfortunate for sure. Terrible. All right, let's do our favorite scene or... 
episode. Let's do scene. Favorite moment from the whole series. Um, as a quick recap. I got one. You got one? Okay, what's yours? Right, right away, my, my, my knee-jerk reaction is the uh, the speech that Crozier gives uh, in the tent right before it burns down. Fuck. That was mine. It was, right. I mean, it's a, it was a great that. moment. When, when yeah. he, the, Especially when he said, uh, a ship stuck in the ice is a great shelter, but it's not home. I was like, boom. Off the top mm-hmm. of your cuff like that, man. You were just dead in your bed uh, 20 minutes ago, and you're suddenly, suddenly you're giving this magnificent speech to all these men. It's amazing. That was the moment too. He beca- he became the actual captain. Yeah. Like he may have been entitled before that, but that's when he fully stepped into the role. Yep. Um, I got a couple I can't decide c- on. Go ahead. The first one Rifle when when Franklin got killed in ep- second episode was the first one. Like, oh shit! Just like I don't. Mm-hmm. What? That was the hook of the se- the series. I think. Kind of, yeah. That hooked me in. And then the tie for one is a scene, one's a moment. Uh, the scene is when the Tanook was chasing him up, and they sh- fired and hit it when Blanky got his leg taken off, and he's the only one to survive the Tanook attack. That I think that was for me the most like riveting like sequence. Like they're climbing, he's climbing. It was almost like a pirate ship movie. They're like shooting at him. I really like that. My favorite little moment, character driven moment, was when. Fitz James and Crozier get back and everyone tells them or when when uh yeah Fitz James and Crozier are hanging out and they the Marines say we want to recruit more men these are the men we want to recruit and Fitz James and Crozier just look at each other and be like it's a good plan but the names are pretty suspect and that was the first moment it, it was like okay we got buddy buddy cops now like they're on the same team and I, it's and a sound from, plan but those names are yeah. not yeah yeah yeah. Speaking of which, did you guys notice um, the boots Hickey was wearing that Crozier was staring at? Those were Fitzjames. Yeah. Yep. I saw that. That was shitty. Which, after he was like, after Fitzjames was even like, use my body to feed the men, and they buried him to give him a proper, like, funeral. Mm-hmm. As soon as they left, Hickey came along, and you know they ate the body, too. Yeah. So what's, uh, yeah. what's your, you have a scene, Dave? I think I got, I got two moments. Um... One, you reminded me of it, actually, uh, when you mentioned Mr. Blanky. So it's when he's tying himself up with the forks and just, like, you, he knows he's about to die. And he's like, what fucking took you so long? I just, like, Mr. Blanky was incredible. Hey, I said last episode that I thought we would see more of that. And you guys said you guys were right. We didn't. But now I'm upset. They should have at least showed, like, a fork <laughs> in the Tanook today. Or the, the final yeah, no, episode. I- well, maybe that was why he was so injured because he was he had a ton of forks yeah. on him. But it wouldn't have been cool to see one fork just sticking out. Yeah, like, I want to go back to where he throws or if he was up, coughing like, up a fork, right when yeah. he's dying. Yeah, yeah I want to go back to right when he's dying. And he throws up a little bit and like zoom in, see if there's forks in it. That'd be nice. <laughs> All right. So um, and then wait, I got one more. Okay. I also liked uh, when Fitzjames like came out about his past, and Crozier was like, "None of that matters. Yeah, I like, don't give a shit." You, yeah, he's like, I don't care about your past. You've been great on this. Like, you're a leader to these men. Your past is your past. Let's move forward and get everyone home safe. Yep. My my bet my favorite one-liner, though, is from this the, the season finale with Crozier saying, like, you could have just joined. Yeah. That was, oh, that's the MVP of the entire absolutely. But series. Do, you, do you guys have, have any uh, scenes or, or you said that the, the, the bear with the forks was kind of, like, irrelevant in the end? Yeah. 
for me, the very first episode with the the kid dying and he saw the uh, the man standing in in the in the ship in front of him. That yeah, was, that never really played off. No, I felt that that was kind of. Um, I mean, that was the guy who gave the ring that Crozier got at the end. No, I know, but his little vision there, I that had, I was like, oh shit! So we're gonna have like people storming the, uh, there'd be like a lot more um, mythical people and shit like that. But no, it never appeared anywhere else. But I thought that was kind of odd. If I felt like they were you, they they needed to do that in the first episode to try to hook people. Yeah. Now that I think about it. And there's definitely more Tanooks, right? Like, that one died, another one will come? I don't think so. But Oh, I think so. Because Lady Silence, like, she fucked up, has to go on her own. She's like, everyone accepts this. Like, it's happened before. Yeah, it's not like okay, this yeah, is that's the first point. time that's ever happened. Good point. All right, so this was a one-off, but it's now an... Uh, a what's it called a, a uh, anthology. anthology so there's going to be yeah. more seasons so uh, do we know that there are, the next seasons are be- going to be about expeditions dave or are we just guessing? no it's it, it was just sold as a anthology series originally so i i, I figured they would do other exp- like just what i was thinking was it makes sense to do similar stories and add like a slightly supernatural twist to them yeah okay so dave wanted to us all to say what expedition we thought the next season sh- season should be on, which I responded, I don't know any other expeditions, but we've did th- done a quick Google search. Sheehan, are you still saying yours? Oh, I've got one. I didn't really do it. I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> um, maybe they, they change gears entirely, and they follow a family who is on, on, on vacation, and they drive off the road. And their car or SUV gets stuck, and they have to survive in the wilderness. And they're driving a Ford Expedition. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Boo. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I don't know any fucking sailing ships or expeditions for real life. Okay. Well, what about they do Donner Lake and just stay on the cannibalism theme? Ooh, Donner Lake. That, that was a good one. I almost picked that one. That's I, not familiar. Th- I just thought of it right now. Donner Lake, mm-hmm. it's out here in Tahoe in California. They they got stuck in the mountains of Tahoe and they just started eating each other. This whole it was like a you know, Oregon's mm-hmm. trail type shit. Shit. Okay. All right, Dave, you actually yeah. researched so do you have one you think they yeah, should do? Uh yeah, I was uh the one I read about that I thought could be good was the Burke and Wills expedition. It was from um it was all the entire expedition was in Australia. It was from Melbourne to the uh, through the center to the north and then back again because nobody had ever gone through the center besides the aboriginals. It was 19 men left on this journey. Uh, it was really well-known leaders of it, like experienced people. Only one man came back and was like a little bit crazy. When I was trying to steal yours, I, it, was mm-hmm. also, it was also an Australian one, but not that one. It was uh, Ernest Giles who tried to cross Australia. Which is insane. The whole I lived in Australia. The whole middle of Australia is outback desert. Yeah, I mean that's what this was. It was like an expedition through the middle. Weird. And Australia um, is literally land that's trying to kill you. Yeah. Uh, another one I had read though was also the story of the airship Italia, which was a rigid airship, so just like a a blimp like the Hindenburg that tried to fly over the North Pole, and also disappeared. Nice. Yep. That could keep like the Arctic theme going. Yeah. 
Now, what about if they went ahead and did the uh, did a story of the terror uh, of the journey beforehand that they hinted at with Blanky when he was a part of it, and they could bring back Blanky and Crozier in a uh, different story of the terror because they 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 hinted at another, they they talked about a different story with the, with the terror where it got stuck and they had to walk. Mm-hmm. So this isn't the first uh, issue the terror has had. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Whatever it Maybe. whatever it is, I'm oh. I'm more nervous than excited about it because it's very hard. It's gonna be very hard to stay on this same path yeah. and and yes. mark that they, they have. One set. last one they, last fun fact about the after that this whole thing happened in real life. One of the main ships to go after them to find them was the Resolute. Do you guys know what the Resolute was? Nope. It was England's like best ship in the world. It, it had to be towed all the way back to England. It was broken, like they couldn't fix it, it was scrapped, and part of the wood from that was made into a desk that the Queen of England then gave to the President of the United States, and that desk is in the White House. No shit. Yep. That's a fun fact. I, I like that fact, actually. I hated it until, the, until the end. Then it, then you won me over. Yeah. It all came together. If it Didn't end, know where it was if going. It, if it ended with, it was the Queen of England's desk, I was all out. <laughs> yeah. didn't, no, didn't no, no. Care. But because you no, made it it's, American. The re- it's the resolute desk in the White House. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That wraps up our terror miniseries. Maybe we'll find another show in the future to do. In the meantime, make sure to check out our other episodes about we do a movie every single Monday and we do headlines in the entertainment world every single Friday. Friday. So check those out. Yes. Thanks for listening. See you guys later. Bye. Take care, y'all.